Lost it. Look at <laughs> Feels like you could offend exactly zero teams by saying black. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Bro, you did. you did not correct me. You know I, I rock with you. I definitely did correct you. Do you like, what was it, butter pecan? I don't, know. Nah. See, told you. <laughs> what? Well, that wasn't the argument at all. Yes, it was. Good do it. Good do it. Let's get down to it. Cut to it. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Welcome to the Cut to a Podcast. Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner, potential top three pick of this coming NFL draft. Welcome to the Cut to a Podcast. That's my co-host, Coley Mick. What's up? How you doing? Man, I'm I'm happy to be here. Happy to be here. What you know, I I've seen you do interviews. Are you never are you ever not happy to be somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> I'm blessed. What can I say? I mean, I'm 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 blessed to be on the journey that I'm on. Yeah, yeah. Man. Uh I was I was watching uh the your ESPN um clock. What's that? Uh draft on the clock or play on the clock. Did you really did Archie Manny and you really text each other throughout the season? He no, we really did. Um, he oh, texted really? me all the time. Um, really? he, he, I, I think I just texted him a couple of days ago. We were just texting each other. Um, he texts me all the time. Um, he's always checking in. Um, you know, obviously the formatting might have been a little, uh, little unique from what I, yeah. from what I saw. But um, that actually is about how it goes. Like he really does text me that often. We're always checking up on each other. So yeah, nothing but love for 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 the Manny family. Okay, well. Let's get to it because I know you're on a time crunch and I'm on a time crunch as well. Um, so do you prefer to swim in the – which one do you prefer, swimming in the ocean or the pool? A uh, pool, for sure. The ocean. For sure, pool. Why, why not the ocean? What's it like the ocean? That's – you know how much stuff is in the ocean? You know how much stuff we don't even know is in the ocean? Let alone That's right. We do, like. And That's it's just, right. you know, like animals have to live there. Like they do everything there. Like it's a little, it's like, you know, a little dirty. Like, because oh, the, so, because the pools you swim in are clean. No, no kids pinned into your pool. I mean, there's, I, I feel like most pools have, like, you feel me? Like there's a filter, right? Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's the cleanest thing ever, but I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a little better than just the ocean wild, I think. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I like the ocean for, uh, I don't surf, I, uh, what is it, uh, boogie board, uh, right, body surfing, but other than that, that's the extent of it, like, I try to, uh, no, thigh high, right, I try yeah. to, yeah, <laughs> do you believe the way a person dre- dresses affects how we think of them? How we think, how, how people perceive them, yes, I think yeah. so, um, I think, hundred percent. I think how, how you're perceived, um, you know, how you dress a lot of people will, um, you know, for the most part will put something into it. Um, I don't think, you know, I think it's up to the individual to figure out whether, you know, they want to get a message across or they feel like it's that deep. I don't think there's right or wrong answer you have to address, but I think it would be foolish to, if we ignored that, you know, most people feel like they, they'll judge people or, or will at least take into account how people dress. What's your favorite color? Hey, black. Why? Feels like it's like goes with everything. If you're if you're dressing, it's like 
it's pretty like pretty neutral. Kind of like I was. Feels like you could offend exactly zero teams by saying black. Yeah, I got you. Lost yeah. <laughs> it. Look at it. Oh, what's your, for real? What's your favorite color? I swear it's black. Like, like you could put, like, like, I like black. I mean, I don't have it, like, but, like, I always think black, like, black cars. I always, like, were always, like, my favorite growing up. Like, really, like, if you have, like, like a black, like, interior for, like, a, I was just something I always thought looked cold. Like I'm, I'm so genuinely sure. Black Air Forces, not as much Black Forces. <laughs> black Air Forces are ugly. That's a mentality thing. That's a I'm gonna rob yeah. you thing. That's a. <laughs> Is it? Oh yeah. I've I've never been robbed, so I'm not sure. And definitely, I'm not looking at somebody's shoes when they stick me up at gunpoint. <laughs> like, what was he wearing? Black Air yeah. Forces. Yeah, size 11 and a half. There he went that way. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, so this is a big one, though. This is, this is a really important question. All right. What kind of music are you listening to before a big game? Um, it changes between the game. Like, it, it, it depends. But for the most part, like, probably 80%. It's, like, more – it's still, like, rap, like, more, like – but it's more chill, like, Drake, J. Cole, mm -hmm. like Nipsey, uh, like stuff like, but more like chill type. Okay. I like my, that playlist is more like, a, it's still rap, but it's not as much like the turnt Drake or like anything like, it's not right, as So, so let's, like let's see. All right. Let me go down a few games. For sure. um, Tennessee, what you listening to? Yeah, for sure. That same playlist, like J. Cole, Drake, okay. Nip. That's right. That's the that's the most consistent for sure. All right, Clemson. Who are you listening to? First of all, same thing. Really, the only time, and it doesn't even depend on the team. Like sometimes I'll feel like you know I either I'm down or just how I woke up. Like if it's an early game or something, I'll listen to the more up tempo stuff. Like oh, okay. let's get going. Like let's get to it. I like I know how I feel when I need that, but it maybe comes up like once or twice. So so what about the uh the the cupcake teams like Monique State or Austin Prairie y'all playing in the middle of the season like what you listening to like yeah classical? I, I, nah not class it's more actually more up more height more up tempo like more like like that we did that verse uh, like Arkansas just because it was an early game I did oh, that okay. like oh, okay. just to wake myself up it was more man what's in that playlist like I want to know what's in like, Austin uh, uh, Austin Prairie because the fact that y'all play Austin Prairie in the middle of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's more like it's more just more get yourself going those are the more like traditional like more turnt playlists like more yeah. that's probably what like the more normal playlist normally it's a little bit more calmed down for for most of the game all right well i'm gonna shock you uh at some point before my game i would listen to like adele or something like some kind of some kind of slow i respect that see i respect that yeah Thank you. No, I've been there for sure. Every, I've had a couple of games too that I don't even know what for, but I'll listen to like I'll, I'll listen to SZA, like I'll listen to like um, I'll listen to like I don't know, like some like Janaiko or something, like something okay. a lot more like calm. Like I, I've I've done that a couple of games too. All right. Um. So where are you from, and the place you call your hometown? Yeah, Pasadena, um, Pasadena, California for for both. Yeah, but you were born in Philly. I was born in Philly. Yeah, oh. I have family out there, but I, I moved back when I was like two months old. So you know, I, yeah, I don't I have any like memory living there. Exactly. All right. So, so you, since you're from Cali, then 
So what's the, what's the little burger spot or <clears throat> a taco spot up in Pasadena? Burger spot, low-key, um, for like, it's not, it's more burritos. And actually, it's more breakfast burritos, but just along like the taco line. Some, uh, there's a place called Lucky Boys in Pasadena. Um, they like burritos, especially the breakfast burritos. Man. Fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, for sure. Now, I got some family right there off uh, Las Flores in Pasadena. Okay, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I know. I'm, yeah. Yeah. I know that you, yeah, I, I know you're not, you about to say you almost slipped. You about to say that right <laughs> around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gonna ask. I was. Well, I wasn't gonna ask the other. If we was off, I would ask what the other street was that went to it to get more of a. Yeah. But you know, I, yeah. you know, we oh, don't have to get that yeah. specific. Yeah. No, we don't need that. No, because they will. You will. Then you won't be seeing any. Uh, you won't be seeing, as Coley says, some uh, Air Force Ones. You'll be seeing them Cortezes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for sure, West. <laughs> yeah, so I, I got me t- I got me two pairs of uh, two pairs of Cortezes at the house and they only pop out if somebody about to get their uh Molly walk. <laughs> yeah. If you see, if yeah, you, see Steve, you see Steve and some Cortezes, hey, go the other way because he is not yeah, in sure. the frame of mind today. <laughs> <laughs> what you rolling your what you shake your head? I'm for? I'm gonna have to talk to Brian so I can get a shot of your footwear as you walk into the studio every week so I know who I'm dealing no, with. I don't, I don't wear, <laughs> I'm coming in the studio. I'm not wearing no Cortez. Okay. That's yeah, good to I, know. If I have some Cortez in the car, that means y'all need to find out what I'm doing after. <laughs> <laughs> Man, describe your upbringing. Yeah, um, you know, I've been I've I've been blessed. I'm my only child. I'm, I'm really oh, close that explains with explains a lot. So never mind. <laughs> joke, joke. Yeah, I'm I'm super close with both my parents. Uh, my mom, my mom's been a, a special needs preschool teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, she's taught a couple of grades throughout like throughout my life, but she's been a special needs uh, teacher um, throughout my whole life. And then my dad's been, you know, he's he's done. Uh, he's a he's a mental health therapist, and um, he does some consulting now. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, I both my parents. Uh, my dad worked at a non-public school. Um, he counseled there. So both my parents have a background in, in education. Uh, both my parents worked at school, so I was always, uh, again, my mom being a teacher, she was always helping me on my grades and, and you know, making sure that, um, you know, making sure that I was handling everything in the classroom. Um, again, we, I was born in Philly, but I came out here. You know, my, my mom's from Pasadena, and my dad's from uh, the South Bay, which is uh, pretty close, too. So mm-hmm. we're from, like, I'm from Cali. We're from Cali, too. And, uh, you know, we, we, Bounce around a little bit, just around that passing area. Oh, we just be in different spots around the city. Um, we we bounce around there. Um, but grew up playing basketball and football. Um, both honestly pretty equally up until about high school. Um, and then you know in high school, kind of had to make the decision to to focus more on more on football. Both schools I went to, like you couldn't play two sports. So, uh, you know we had to. I had to make a decision and I got my, my first offer in eighth grade. So I was going back and forth and then that kind of like expedited the decision. Uh, so from there on out, I had to, you know, I focused on football a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, went to school, first school, I, I went to school for my first two years, school called Cathedral in uh, Chinatown in mm-hmm. LA. Um, you know, it was a really good opportunity. Um, play with some, some super talented guys that are still playing. Um, you know, got you know, super, uh, was able to meet one of, you know, for me just now, uh, you know, someone uh, I consider you, family, my head coach. Did you go to uh, the one in Chinatown off Olympic? 
Uh, it's close to it. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like I know, I know what you're talking about. It's mm-hmm. it's like you'd exit off, off the stadium to get there. Mm-hmm. It's right by Dodger Stadium. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's by there though. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So I went there. Um, and you know, super cool. Um, I had a great opportunity to play early, play varsity early, played a lot against talented guys. Been chance with a modern day for my last two years. Um, you know, it was a good opportunity for me to just step out of my comfort zone. Um, play against elite competition. You know, we played a national schedule. Um, you know, and, and to, to play against the best. Um, you know, it was a really good school, so I acted against them every day too. Um, so I think that really prepared me for the next level. Um, so was able to 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 play there. Um, and then after that, was was able to you know take the next steps to Alabama. Where where you said you were offered at eighth grade? What what school what school offered you in the eighth grade? Uh, Texas Tech. Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsbury, huh? Yeah, Coach Kingsbury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you were offered also by USC, but you decommitted. Yeah, yeah, I was committed to USC. Um, well, I think I committed. I want to say like off season, right before my junior year, I was committed there for about up until the, up until my senior year. Uh, Coach Clay Helton was head coach there, oh, and then T. Scared. Martin was the OC. Uh, this is there. There's been a couple of changes, uh, yeah, coaching yeah. changes since then. T. Martin was the OC. Um, yeah, it was the. So you're yeah, you're was, you're close with the Manning family. T. Martin recruited you, and you didn't pick Tennessee after all this. <laughs> nah, nah, I I I wasn't really recruited that much. I think I. Maybe a t- I think I did get an offer from him. Maybe talked to him once, but um, no, nah, I was I wasn't really recruited by Tennessee <laughs> like that. And then you go to you go to Alabama. Now, mm-hmm. let's be honest, man. You go from Pasadena, California, and you go to Alabama. Now, I, I you know I grew up in LA, and um, you know, Coley, he lived. He lives in Boston. He lived in New York. So you listen. We're used to looking and seeing all the different cultures. Mm. How much were you prepared for Alabama? Like the culture, yeah. the lack of culture in Alabama, in 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 comparison to growing mm. up in Los Angeles, because there is a difference. I when I went to high school, I went to high school. One of my best friends is is African, like from Ghana. Still has an accent mm. till this day. Um. Asian, um, uh, Persian, uh, Latino, you know, Filipino, like all walks of life. Yeah. You go to Alabama, it ain't all walks of life in Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was definitely an adjustment. You know, same thing here. Um, You know, just in passing, California in general, obviously there's a lot of diversity Mm -hmm. and, you know, wasn't necessarily the same out there. Um, Environment wise, it was different, Um, you know, Tuscaloosa is such a such a college town, um, and you know that's not as much of a thing. You know, I was considering going to SC for a while, um, and you know it's 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 right in LA, so you know there's campus and it's great, but it's not like you're the only you know the only show in town. Mm-hmm. There's so much to do outside of it. Um, it was just a different atmosphere, and honestly, one of the bigger things was in general just being in California. Like sports is there's a pocket of people who watch sports and pay attention to sports and cover sports. But it's not like the end all be all for everyone. Like, you know, there's the people that are into sports and then there's a long list of people that could care less that are into, you know, that are into the arts or, you know, whatever it may be, whatever other things are going on. There's so much going on in, in, in LA that, you know, there's a, a, there's a majority of people that could care less about sports. And I've always 
you know, I was, I, I always kind of looked at it like, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm an athlete, but, you know, I'm just, I'm in this pocket of like athletics, you know, there's mm-hmm. so much else, other things to do. And then, you know, when you go to the South, everyone's all in on, on sports, especially football, like everyone cares. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, it doesn't matter what profession it is, you know, about, you know, you know, about the football team for the most part in Alabama, you know, about sports. And, you know, that was honestly took some adjusting for me. Um, but, you know, it was really good as well. Just having that support, that environment, being around, able to be around people who care so much and, you know, we're, we're so supportive of the team and just supportive of me and as us as a, you know, as a collective, just because, you know, I didn't have any family in Alabama. I, I never spent any extended period of time in the South. So I'm just being out there and them being so welcoming, uh, with me, just, you know, being, being a part of the team and, you know, everyone being so supportive because of that. Um, I was super grateful for that. So, you know, it was different for sure, but I really appreciate that about Alabama. This is Bandit. He founded Underdog Fantasy so that humans who really love sports could play with their friends and win some big prizes. Tell your human to go to underdogfantasy.com today. Well, I, I want to know what was what was the sales pitch Saban gave you to make you come over there? Yeah, um, you know, I was recruited by Coach Sark for the most part. That was kind of my lead recruiter. Sure. Um, and, you know, he had really just kind of pitched me on the opportunity. And, um, you know, Coach Saban obviously doubled down on that, but just pitched me on the opportunity to compete, um, you know, be able to compete at that level, to play in the SEC, you know, to play against the best, compete against the best, um, and, you know, how how open they were to, to competition, especially at the position. Um, and, you know, also the, the, the system that we ran. Um, you know, it's something that really, you know, I feel like, especially being in these meetings now, has really helped me. And, you know, I see a lot of similarities now to the next level. Um, and, you know, that was something that was that was really intriguing for me as well. So those kind of being the main selling points. And then when I did talk to Coach Saban, hearing his philosophy on, on quarterbacks, on the position, and just being able to talk to him, you could tell it kind of weeded out the people that, you know, wouldn't, didn't really want to be there. Um, you know, if you talk with Coach Saban, he's not going to sugarcoat anything for you. He's not going to lie to you. He's not going to tell you what you want to hear. He's going to tell you the truth. He's going to tell you that, you know, here, you, here's where you can come and compete. Here's what we've done for others. Here's what the system allowed. Um, but, you know, there's no promises. There's no guarantees. We're going to play you. We're going to play the best player. Um, you know, we're going to give you all we can to, to help you. But I'm not, I, I'm not going to promise you anything. I'm not going to guarantee you anything. But we'll give you the opportunity to work. And that's how we are with everyone. And, you know, knowing that, you go, you know, going through recruiting, you get so used to people just telling you what you want to hear just because yeah. they want to get you. Right. on campus and then you know you hear so many so many people that you know that i know they're in college now and when we we're in college at the same time when we first got there were man they told me this in recruiting i got here and it's totally different man they're coach saving through recruiting um you know through when i first got there all the way honestly till now like he's super honest he's the same person um and you know i knew that going in and you know it might be a deterrent like man this coach didn't tell me and promised me this but for me i understood that he was honest he was being transparent and you know, I really appreciated that. So that, that helped me a lot. So you say Sark recruited you and he's mm-hmm. there your first year and Vanek transitions to Bill O'Brien. So how, right. how was that? How different was it? Was there like, was that something you even anticipated? Do you think it's helped, uh, helped you prepare for the next level where it will be even another offense that, that NFL caliber offense, both those guys run? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, at Alabama, um, there's so much turnover with, with coordinators. Um, actually coach Saban keeps the same, the same offense. So OB had to come in and learn our off- offense. You know, obviously right, there's a bunch right. of carryover, but 
he had to learn new terms, learn a new operation. Um, and he just does that just because, again, there's so much so much tur- uh, turnover. And, you know, if he didn't, there'd be guys that, you know, that were there that had to play for, you know, learn three, four offenses in, you know, five, six years. But um, because of that, it was really, you know, it was cool to be able to stay in the same system. But, you know, Sark and OB kind of had different philosophies. And, you know, I think for me, OB was a lot more quarterback-centric in his philosophy of wanting to make sure everything was right wanting to to you know wanting to put a lot more on my plate as far as mic points and protection and you know rush responsibilities and run games of we want to only run to these looks and get us in in and out of these plays and also gave me a lot more freedom um you know he would ask me for input you know we would collaborate a lot week to week on on game plan stuff and you know I really appreciated that um him coming in and him allowing you know me to have input you know once I gained that that trust and we had those conversations and we got to that level him allowing me to come in and, and let me have input us work on the game plan together. And then, you know, we'll talk about these things and we put this stuff in together. Of, hey, we want it versus this look. We're looking for this. He gave me the freedom in game to, to get to it, regardless of what the play was, what the check was. You know, he gave me that freedom to, to, to get in and out of whatever play I wanted. And again, I wasn't just doing it randomly or, or, or just right, to do right. it, but it was because we had those conversations throughout the week of like, hey, coach, I think I really like this if we get this look. He's like, you know, I, I like it too. Or, you know, let, you know, let's do this and said, OK, I got you, coach. And, you know, us having that dialogue with, you know, was really helpful for me. And I think that was kind of the, the biggest difference as far as the, the two coordinators. What was the difference for you in, in high school, what you were asked to do in high school compared to now what you just explained, your responsibility and requirements in, in, in college? Yeah, um, actually, I was I was asked to do the exact same thing in high school, which oh, is why okay. I feel like I was prepared okay, for you. That's cool. Um, you know, but I mean, obviously, it's, <laughs> obviously in, in high school, it's not as much. I still had the same freedom and was yeah. still doing all the protection and stuff in high school. But, you know, you're not seeing the same defenses. You're not yeah. seeing the same blitzes. You know, you don't have as many plays. So I was doing the same, but obviously it's a lot more. It's a, a lot more responsibility, a lot. You know, it was a lot harder, of course, with the next level. So at what point, at what point in your career or what point in high school or college, did you really start to focus on wanting or having a desire to play in the National Football League? Um, you know, honestly, I don't think that's ever been something that I've focused on. Um, hmm. You know, I think that, you know, that's a dream and that's a goal Um, as far as, you know, I mean, of course, like we all grow up, you know, we all grow up watching the NFL. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's the highest level. I've, you know, I've always wanted to push myself to, to reach the highest level. So subconsciously, course like I've, I've always wanted to go to the NFL but I've never really been a, a super long-term goal-oriented person um, I'm more focused on on the process and where I'm at and kind of being where my feet are so for me it's never really been about like hmm, like you know I wasn't in high school like what are they going to think in the pros I wasn't in it was always about being the best version of me uh, focus on on myself day in and day out and you know now of course I wanted to, to mold the game and I don't want to do anything that was detrimental towards the next level I don't want to get into bad habits in college or get into bad habits in, in high school, um, that would stop me from having success at the, the, you know, the next level. And I've been blessed to be around coaches that, you know, don't put me in that position to do anything detrimental. Um, but because of that, I know that I'm, you know, in the right direction, you know, again, playing for the, the coaches I have, OB, you know, coach, you know, coach Brady, coach Washington, coach so many great QBs. Same thing with Sark, coach so many great QBs. I know, you know, they're obviously not having me do anything detrimental, but knowing that and just putting my faith in that, it's really more so just been a focus on every single day, you know, working to try to be the best version of myself, getting better for one day, getting better for, you know, putting everything into this week's game plan mm-hmm. and for this Saturday 
And, you know, it, it really has been more of a focus on that. And, you know, for me, it's trying to figure out what I can do to enhance my process versus, you know, kind of looking towards those, those long-term goals. And I know you get tired of hearing it. Uh, you know, I, I do too, but you know, every, everything through this process has always been about measurables, right? Mm-hmm. Like how, how do you sit, wh- like, what do you really think um, <laughs> about hearing all these great things that they say about you? And then they talk about the height. They talk about the height, like, like you're missing a lamp almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, I mean, honestly, I've been hearing it my whole life. Like, it's not something that's new. Um, And I'm good with it. Like, I don't hear, like, people say, like, you know, oh, buddy's, you know, buddy's 5'10", or I don't think small quarterbacks are going to work. I don't think this is going to – like, I don't – like, I respect that. Like, I feel like that's what sports is. Like, you know, we all grew up going to barbershops and talking – debating about this, and we all have – you know, guys, you know, I feel like that's the beauty of sports. You know, you get to talk about things. Mm-hmm. Oh, you get to debate things, whether you're, you know, whether you watch the film and you're you're in the NFL or you're just someone who watched one game. Like, you know, that's 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 what sports is about. We all talk about things. We all have opinions. And I think everyone's entitled to that opinion. So, look, I've met you three times now. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do got to make fun of you, though. I have to make fun of you. Right. So. I've met you at the Super Bowl. Mm. And called you CJ, bro. You did. You did not correct me. That you know, I now I've had to hear that hear that story a couple of times. I was just saying it, and you know, I, I rock with you. I definitely did correct you. I didn't you, say it. It was like, a slight. I didn't get like, but I felt. Yeah, you, you I was impressed. I walked away. I was like, damn. How did I call him CJ? And then, be when I, bro, when I saw CJ, I was like, ooh, that was a. Bad mix up, like. <laughs> hey, no, you, I felt you really bad. I was like, Ooh. no, that was terrible. No, you be was, surprised. I get it often. Like I get it. You'd be yeah. surprised. It's, you're not the first person. But I was like I said, I'm not. I'm not tripping. That's why. But I was, I was like, I was tripping. Nice I was kind of embarrassed, bro. No, you're good. I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't, I was just like, nice to meet you too. Like, I'm Bryce, by the way, but like. He said, so you were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was like, he said, yeah, CJ, I'm cool with him. And then, and I heard, here's what he said. Yeah, I'm cool with CJ, but I heard, I am not CJ. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, like, what do you, when you're drafted, what kind of football player? do you want to be and what kind of football player are they going to get? Yeah. Um, you know, I think again, for me, I, I know what they're going to get for sure. And that's someone who's going to put everything into, you know, into mastering my craft, not just for me as an individual, but for us as a team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I know what I, I bring as far as just my dedication to, mm-hmm. to the game, to this process. I'm doing everything that I can on the field, off the field to, to, to put ourselves as a team into a better situation. Uh, you know, someone who, who's going to work as as hard and as long as it takes to put himself and again the team in, in that best situation, and you know all the stuff that I feel like I can I can bring on the field too. Um, I feel like again a big thing for me is is trying to marry that that you know being in a new environment, new system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting that stuff, getting that kind of mastery of the, those those situations, 
back and, and working towards that. And again, that, that's a process of, of learning people getting to, you know, getting to be into a new locker room and, and learn a bunch of new people. So I'm super excited about, you know, getting to, getting to meet and learn a bunch of people and, and, you know, learn what obviously makes them great to be there and then, you know, learn how we can work together in coalition and, and raise each other up. Um, so someone who's going to be completely dedicated to doing that, um, again, on and off the field. And then, you know, for me, I, I want to be someone who, who helps, helps with the success of the team. Um, whatever our team goals are, you know, I want to be known as someone who will do anything to, to accomplish them. You know, obviously, you know, the NFL being a business, everyone wants to win. You know, and I, I want to have success. You know, I want to bring that success, um, you know, to a franchise, help, you know, raise everyone up as they raise me up. And, you know, and as a team, you know, do all we can to, to accomplish all of our team goals. So when you get drafted, does the Heisman Trophy, are you bringing it or is it just going to stay there? <laughs> Now that that's that's a that's my it's at my parents, so it's up to them whatever they want to do with it. Oh, that's dope! Like if you need anybody to house sit it, you know you bring it over to the house. I take care of it. <laughs> Good luck getting away from my dad. He's not going. <laughs> if you weren't play, if you obviously becoming a, a football player is your is is your profession. If you weren't playing football, what would you do? What would you I'd be doing? I'd be hooping for sure. I don't know at what level. I don't know how – I don't know I, what my stats would be, but I'd be hooping. I don't know – again, I don't know where it would be. I don't know yeah. how far I would get. I'm not saying I'd be league, but I'm just saying somewhere, somehow, I'd be finding a way to play basketball. Right? I was going to say, if they're if they're asking questions about your height for the NFL, it would be yeah, brought up yeah, a no, lot. I'm, I'm <laughs> a really <laughs> Oh, thanks, Colin. Really just dream crushing. <laughs> Listen, he said he didn't know what level. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> who, who who do you play like? What, what's your game like? My game, you know, I uh, I say personally, kind of like Darius Garland. Okay. I mean, obviously not okay. at that level, but I yeah. feel like if you translate it down, I feel like that's kind of a kind of a good comparison. Okay, I like that. All right. <clears throat> so this is a really big one because Coley Coley's been getting on me at this. Do you like? Was it butter pecan? I don't know. Nah. See, told you. <laughs> what? Well, that wasn't the argument at all. Yes, it was. Because uh, no, it wasn't. You told me black raspberry ice cream doesn't exist, which simply isn't true. Black, right? Right. Butter pecan. We agreed upon was like butter grandparent pecan, ice cream. Well, he was also he was middle class. So butter pecan is a poor black person. It's lower middle class at best. <laughs> That's why he chuckling. He agrees because he probably he know a lot of. Butter pecan, folks, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, like, I just keep it 100, man. I, I, I grew up on butter pecan. I don't have no butter pecan in my house no more. <laughs> I, respect I, I respect it. Yeah, you don't like butter pecan, do you? <laughs> no, it's not for me. Yeah, it's, it's nasty. How, how did you how did you handle the expectation and also the pressure of playing at the University of Alabama and playing quarterback, yeah. let alone? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's a lot of experiences in my past um, that have kind of prepared me. You know, yeah. obviously, you know, I think a lot of times for me, how I look at it, a lot of times look at people look at, um, you know, a lot of times people I say look at, you know, man, you've never done this before. How is it going to feel? You know, again, being the quarterback at Alabama or the next level in this game, and like for me, everything is like everything is relative. Like I feel like, you know, not everyone's played in, you know, whatever game, not everyone's played in whatever stadium. But if you as long as, you know, I've had eighth grade games that in my head when I was eighth grade, 
the championship for our, you know, for our league was like the biggest thing in the world to me. Yeah. Like the world right. would have ended. So it's like, I felt like I've like, it's all relative of how you think in your head. So, and then on top of that, I have been in some high pressure situations. I've been in some teams that, you know, I've been in big, you know, I've been to, to teams that were, you know, really big. We played in, you know, I played in national championships in, in middle school and I played in state championships in, in high school. So there's been stuff that's similar. Um, but, and then on top of that, you know, as far as like when, it, when it's pressure situation, I don't feel like, I feel like those situations really only come who you are. They bring out who you are, what you, you know, what you, where you're at at that moment, what you train to do, what you put in, all the preparation you had. I feel like it just, it brings that out. If you're someone who, you know, if you, you kind of take it till you make it to get there and you're not sure and you're probably not going to go the best. But if you put in the work, you know, you know, you, you put in the work, you prepare and you're ready for the moment, then you're going to just that's going to show so for me those pressure moments I pride myself in throughout the week and the off season doing whatever it takes so that I know that I put the work in know that I'm prepared know that I'm ready so you know for those moments I feel like they're just at that point it's just it's a fun opportunity because I know what I put in to get there and you know now I I just everyone gets to see it I want to hear you scout two other players that are at the top of this draft one a teammate of yours and one you played against multiple times, Jalen Carter mm-hmm. and Will Anderson Jr., two of the the top defensive players. What 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 do you what stood out about them? Yeah, I mean, well, Will Will special. Um, you know, for me, obviously, being able to see not just one on Saturdays, but being able to see Will every single day in the facility. Um, you know, even every day going going to class, seeing around campus. Um, I've you know we've taken a bunch of the same classes, seeing how he approaches. You know. I, you know, I know his family, seeing how he approaches almost, you know, most aspects of his life. And it's, it's crazy for me. It was, he was someone who pushed me a lot, um, you know, without him even knowing, just seeing how he carried himself, seeing how he worked in the weight room, you know, how, how, how much he got after, how much he was bringing people along with him. You know, we were doing conditioning. He's always finishing first. He's always leading. And he just has that energy towards him to where he, he does a great job of bringing people together. And he works so hard and he does so much everyone wants to gravitate toward that. Like everyone sees that everyone respects and everyone wants to raise their game. And then on the football field, it's crazy. I mean, the, the first step, <laughs> the, the, the ability, like just the, the, the combination of that power and that athleticism and strength, it's, it, it's crazy. We've had so many practices where coaches just had to pull them to the side and take them off because we just wanted to get the offense going. We just, it was like, if, if, if we can't, if I can't get the ball out in a quick game, there's like, I can't, there's been multiple practices like that. And then again, just the leadership he has in the locker room, um, you know, in, in our, hearing him talk to the team, hearing him talk to the team in, you know, in our leadership meeting, I mean, our team meetings on, you know, on Saturdays before the game and, and halftime, just hearing how he talks to the team, the amount of passion and fire, again, a mix with, with raising everyone up with, with a positivity because, you know, you see people who are passionate and care, but it's hard to, you know, it's hard to get that out. It's hard to really, you know, sometimes it's just, it doesn't come out well, or it's just, they can just, you know, they're just driven, you know, by themselves, but, you know, it doesn't really do much for people around them, but his ability to bring people with them, um, you know, mixed with, you know, mixed with all the stuff that you see on the field on top of, again, him just being a really cool dude, him being a, a super good, just a good person and a really cool dude to be around and, and you know, someone I consider a brother. Um, uh, on top of all that, you know, it was an honor to, to play with him these last couple of years. I mean, it means the world. And then, you know, Jalen Carter, like you said, we, we played against him a couple of times and just watching him on, on film. Um, I mean, he's, he's, he's a, just a matchup nightmare, just yeah. 
crazy as far as in that that power. And you know, it's so hard to be able to see people that can you know from that from that three tech spot or from that interior to create pressure on 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 pass. You know, when you can when you can pass rush from a three tech or from a from a shade or whatever, that's such that's so hard to deal with as a, as an offense. You know, when you get it on the outside, you know you can you can scheme towards that. You could chip. You can have them run them around, and you know you know you're gonna have to step. But when it's coming from the interior, it is tough. And he was someone that even uh, uh even well that was our, our sophomore year, even our sophomore year. Um, as a sophomore, you know they had that crazy defense in, in Georgia. Yeah. And, you know all, all those first round picks. He stood out on tape like instantly popped. We would come back. Um, you know Ob actually we we came back, and you know the first week he's like, look, all these guys are good. You know we know it's really good defense, but 88 like. He, we, we have to, like, we have to make sure we're going to, like, and, and, you know, to stand out with all the other guys that are on that team. And again, just as a sophomore, mm-hmm. I'm speaking to him. And I hadn't met him until the combine. Now I remember I met him, I, I met him. He was, he was super cool. You know, we didn't talk to that long, but he was a super cool dude. You know, you know, we, you know, we said what's up, made a couple of jokes. With him. But he was, he was super cool um, with me when I've been around him, um, you know, when I did see him and get to meet him. But again, me knowing him more on film, um, you know, he, he, it, it, it's crazy the stuff that, you know how much he pops when you watch the tape. All right, I got two got two things left for you, and then we'll let you go. Man, everybody talks about this processing and how how well you process, and you know you you do such a great job at processing. Nobody has ever asked you what is that test like because they don't. You know, everybody keeps talking about the test. What, what is it on a laptop, a mini iPad? Like what? To just just kind of tell us what it is. Yeah. Um. It's on a laptop, and then, again, it just kind of measures your, like, yeah, it's on a laptop, so it's, like, there's stuff there. There's a couple of different sections, and then it measures, like, how – it's, like, how quickly you can uh, – how quickly you can react to, and then it'll put some stuff, like – it's it's kind of, like – it's hard to explain, but it's just how much you, you can, like – push a button? I guess something yeah, it's pop, like, pop on the screen, and you got to, like, hit the control, uh, you know, analog delete, like – it. You know, what is it? Nah, they, don't have, all, they don't have receiver processing tests, so I don't know. <laughs> no, it's, it's all clicking on. Like, it's like, it's more, multi, it's like clicking on the right thing oh. um, and then clicking at stuff on the right time. Like, it'll, some stuff will flash and um, some stuff will flash and, um, you know, you don't press it. Some stuff will flash, you do press it. Oh. And I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. I'll be honest, we took like a couple of tests. So yeah. I'm pretty sure that that one was too. I think that's the one that we're talking about. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's how it went. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was. It was like you kind of do that. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, we've taken a couple of tests since then, so I didn't really. I I, I forgot taking it, but it was something yeah. like that. All right. Well, appreciate it, bro. Look forward. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing wherever you go and uh, stay in touch, man. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me as well. All right. Appreciate it. Good. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done.